your talk show for all things automotive. From the latest news to the greatest views and the biggest names in rolling iron. Your host is Brett Hatfield, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com and owner of his own small but growing fleet of cool cars. Get behind the wheel of an hour of car talk starting right now. Thanks so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. Amen. Uh, you can find us online at readthedriven.com, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Driven Radio Show, on Twitter at the Driven Radio Show. Oh, at Driven Radio Show, pardon me. TuneIn.com, uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. And uh, I bet you didn't know, Mr. Catfish. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. That uh, that Haynes manual in your garage that teaches you how to fix everything and take care of your cars and all that good stuff. Bet you didn't know that was written by a British knight. What? Now, hold on. The Haynes manual. The Haynes manual. The one that I I still have one actually in my garage. I I've been cleaning out stuff. I, and d- don't tell my wife this because she thinks I'm finally cleaning up the freaking garage. Right? It's mm-hmm. a it's a disaster in there. And I had I had crap that I had hung on to for. Ever you and me both, and I finally have been going through. Uh, and this is even more embarrassing to make a long story much longer than it needed to be. Uh, there's some there's some TV show that uh, my wife made uh, Cammy had me watch, and it's got some beautiful little tiny Japanese lady who you know helps you let go of things, and and she speaks in that little Japanese voice and in well, Japanese. It's and it's probably easy for her. She lives in something the size of a shoebox. Something candor. Oh no, she goes. She goes into people. The show is based. She goes in people's houses and helps these almost hoarders oh, let please. go of stuff. Oh, please send her to my place. Oh, she's awesome and kind of funny because the whole thing is about you know. Ask yourself: Does it make me happy? Yeah. Does this thing make me happy? And do I? If it does, you know, that's kind of a keeper. And then does it really make me happy? No, well, let it go. Let it go. But you have to say thank you <laughs> to everything you throw away. And it's freaking ridiculous and actually kind of charming. So that's kind of my wife's uh, thing and I, because I'm like, look at this, man. Look at all this crap I had out there. And she looks at me and she goes, thank you. Like, thank you. And then out it goes. But I'm making room to try to fit a car in there. Yeah. And um, I want you to have that car. That it's, you know, I'm, I make the room, get the things ready. I've done a lot of responsible stuff and I'm going to pat myself on the back for it. And it's kind of like, you know, maybe, maybe now, maybe it's, it's okay. Maybe it double nickels hit my birthday. It's finally time. Did you find an old Haynes manual? Yes. Thank you for bringing me back. I completely lost track of where I was. That's okay. Thank you. That's okay. Yeah, Yeah. As I was going through all this crap, I pulled out this one thing. I'm like, I've got a 71 VW Haynes manual. I'll bet you anything you want to bet that's worth money. I hope I'll so. I'll bet you anything you want to bet. That one I there, hung on for the garage sale. There, there's some there's some elderly hippie out there <laughs> who, who sold enough of his tie-dye. He's looking for a Haynes manual. We bought a 71 VW uh, it was from up in Leavenworth. And, oh, my God. Uh, this My daughter's 21, five years ago. And it was going to be kind of her first car. I was going to teach her how to do stick. Okay. And it looked really cool. But I think I, spring... When spring came, it went, you know what? I forgot. I'm supposed to rust. Yeah. And then the, 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 uh, oh, um, it's, it's German herpes. And the, 
the carbs started leaking, and that was leaking uh, fuel right into the the uh, oil pan. Yeah, and which made it really interesting driving when you didn't know that was going on. Oh, it, yeah. it doesn't like to run with gasoline as Ew. oil. No, it, no. It, it. Oh God. So we finally we you know we lost money on it. Not real bad. And there was some guy that just fell in love with it. It was on Craigslist, and he came and got it. So, so that's my way too long story about a freaking Haynes manual just that's- to get into your story. <laughs> I, I got I've got an equally disturbing story about a VW bug and my first daughter, but first I got to get through this. The, <laughs> the British Knight, the British. Okay, back to the, the British. Knight. The British what the Knight. Hell? The Haynes guys, a British Knight. The Knights who say wrench. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, David Haynes. No, pardon me, John Haynes. John Haynes. I stand corrected here. John Haynes. Uh, was the publisher of Haynes. He was the entrepreneur and creator of the Haynes Manual and the founder of Haynes Publishing Group, PLC. And he was knighted, received the Order of the British Empire for his contributions to publishing. And you know what? That son of a gun deserved it he because of the did. vehicles that he had to tear apart and figure out how the hell to fix. Well, I'm like, you're, you're my angel. I guarantee you none of the gearheads that are have greasy-thumbed versions of Haynes manuals in their garages all over had any idea that it came from a British guy. <laughs> that there was some erudite British man who said, you know, I'm going to tear apart the car and, well, he and, ma- and tell you how to do it. He made it to 80 years old. Oh, and man. God bless John Haynes, Sir John Haynes, Amen. for coming up with those fantastic manuals that we've all used. Salute. Now, funny man, Jerry Seinfeld is in the news uh, for his car collecting, not uh, for his comedy. Yeah, there. I heard a little bit about this on the news, but you were explaining it before we uh, before we got on the air here. Okay. Seinfeld has an excellent reputation in the car world for being a Porsche authority, a very astute collector. And he sold off a good chunk of his collection at a Gooding auction at Amelia Island in 2016. And one of the cars he sold was a uh, 1958 Porsche Speedster that wound up going to a dealership called Fica Frio. And uh, the sale price was $1.54 million. Wow. It was a it was a one of fifty six uh, GSST models and the only one in a radium green paint original. Yes. Whoa. Okay. And, and the car had had a very thorough and sympathetic restoration from European Collectibles of Orange County, a very well known Porsche restorer, and it was vetted by European Collectibles and then subsequently vetted by Gooding and Company prior to the sale and also had a Porsche Certificate of Authenticity, which doesn't mean a lot in the face of the other two Well, yeah, uh, history and background checks that the car had had. And then it was sold by, or Fica Frio took it and was trying to sell it through another dealer in Mm -hmm. the UK. And they had a Porsche shop there go through and look at it. And that Porsche shop said that uh, it's not authentic. Uh Oh, that Porsche shop, that uh, the Porsche dealer, uh, Maxted Page in the UK, says it's not what it claims to be. Now, they came back at, at Seinfeld and said, uh, this car isn't what you said it is. And Seinfeld said, listen, uh, to the best of my knowledge, it was what it was supposed to be. But I will gladly help you recover any uh, expenditure you've had on your end. I'll buy the car back from you. All of that stuff. No Porsche for you. Yeah, just... Try (laughs) you come back one year. (laughs) No push it for you. Try to be as accommodating as anybody I've ever heard of in a car deal like this. And instead, this other dealer, this Fika Frio, filed a lawsuit against him. They're suing him. (sighs) Now, our guest tonight is a guy named Rob Ferretti. And Rob recently had a piece on YouTube where he was discussing the Porsche and what might happen as a result of the lawsuit. 
even if it turns out that the car is authentic and is what Seinfeld and Gooding and European Collectibles all said it was, that car still has a cloud that's going to follow it. For it's a stain. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a blemish on the car's reputation. So no matter what, mm. this other dealer coming after Seinfeld like this is going to put a blemish on the car that's never gotten rid of. This is the first time anybody's ever had anything to say about one of Seidenfeld's collections, indicating that it may not be exactly what they said it was, or what Jerry said it was. Yeah. Now, I don't know Seinfeld personally, but I do know his reputation, and it's been impeccable. He's considered an authority on these. So, I, I with, with, especially with Seinfeld offering to, oh yeah, to, to fix re, it, to, to make it all to good. make everything great. Uh, I, I just think that they they went about this the wrong way. Yeah, that's, and there's a somebody, pretty. They just bought a wambulance, is what they did. Yeah, and there's a pretty fair chance Jerks. that the car is what he said it was. Time will tell. We'll oh have God, to see I would love that. Yeah, just oh. go get him, Seinfeld. Well, I, I I'm really on Jerry's side Hello, on this lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, coming up, we've got Rob Ferretti of Super Speeders, Gotham uh, Dream Cars, and Adventure Drives, and he's a really interesting guy. I can't wait to get him on the show. Up next on Driven Radio. Hey, more Driven Radio for your ear holes. Uh, in our fourth segment, we've got Vrenny uh, Fernandez yes! and Butch Papham from the Kansas City Automotive Museum. I bet they've got more cool stuff coming up. Yeah, well, they'll be here to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on the rest of this month and what's going on for several months to come. Oh, dude, that place is so fun. And I, I, I love what they do, and I love the free donuts. I mean, I love what they do. Did I mention that? <laughs> and the and free, free donuts. donuts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, he cars and coffee yeah, and, and 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 just sitting and chat, and, man. And fried bread. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> dig on that. Kansas City Automotive Museum, love the place. And I think they've got big news coming out, but they haven't let us really. Uh, well, we're not privy to it yet. They're all teasy about it, are they? Yeah, she is. Uh, well, let's they see are. what you can weasel out of her. Well, th- that's coming up in Seg Four. Cool. Uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with our guest tonight, uh, this week. Uh, he's been a YouTube staple for uh, Speed Fanatics for years. Uh, he's a New Jersey native and a known traffic scofflaw. No. Uh, he's the mastermind of Super Speeders. And also, uh, have you ever seen any of the Super Speeders clips on YouTube? It's been a while, but yes, I have. You know, most They're of his, so fun. Most of his stuff lately is cool stuff about cool cars. Yeah, for uh, many of us are made out of unobtainium. But some of his earlier stuff. Well, here you go. I'll put it in perspective for you. You remember our friend Matt Farah? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's known Matt a lot longer than we have, and he and Matt Farah used to do some things like five hundred dollar car challenge. <laughs> Go out and buy a five hundred dollar car, and then see if you can get the crap box to make it to Atlantic City, <laughs> or a thousand dollar car challenge. Um, there, there's a great one where uh, Rob went out and bought himself just the loveliest 
crap box pinto you could ever find a pinto and oh. uh, and matt got himself a suitably ugly blazer and they're driving around uh, san francisco and i mean they go down lombard street lombard street oh, the one that goes back and forth back yeah, and forth yeah. back and forth oh and, oh. and rob's behind uh matt <laughs> he's he's in that pinto and he's using nothing but the handbrake to try to slow down and the handbrake doesn't really work so about every 35 feet he just rear ends the hell out of matt and that blazer <laughs> And it's, it's you, you got to watch it. I get to, yeah. But the, the Pinto was hitting the Blazer in the back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, want to make sure. Yeah, Otherwise, well, you're, you're uh, insane we, and suicidal. Well, they would have been crispy critters and we would have heard about it. At any rate, Rob Ferretti, thanks for being with us on Driven Radio. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the intro. Hey, not at all. Uh, so you got started making uh, videos of your buddies' cars in New York and the street racing scene. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I didn't really get into cars to make videos. Uh, I, it was sort of one of those things that before YouTube existed, and I don't know what the uh, the demographic of your audience is, but there was a time, and uh, <laughs> coming upon interesting car content was not as uh, easily... Um, accessible. It was not as easy as it is today. It wasn't as accessible. So what we used to have is a bunch of, like, fragmented car forums, and, and each car forum had random people that would post a link, and a link would just be a, a physical URL that led to a video that you would download and then watch, and, like, the Internet wasn't as fast, so you may sit there for four or five minutes, you download the video, and you watch it, and you're like, all right, that sucked. And you just start to see that the bar for what people found exciting and entertaining was pretty low, and you're in this forum, and it's like, oh, yeah, check this out. And and I was watching, and I'm like, well, man, we do crazier stuff than that every day. <laughs> so I went to Best Buy, bought a camera, and I'm like, oh, let me let me see if I can entertain some people, too. Why not? And I started posting video clips, and, and there wasn't even a a video service that that there is today where you could just upload for free and have unlimited downloads. It was somebody... If, if somebody was downloading it, somebody was hosting it, and somebody was paying for that hosting. And luckily, I had a friend who had a a job in tech, and he would just throw my videos up on random company servers that he worked for. <laughs> and it's it just like, whatever. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, my God, dude, there's a... There was a spike, like a $3,000 traffic spike. Like, I'll bury it, but I got to take the video down. And I was like, oh, wow. And, and after that happened a couple of times, I was like, all right, cool. Like, so if if my videos can cost somebody money, I'm, I'm sure I can find a way to make money doing this. So I went to a, a local college, and I took a, a basic video editing course, and it was sort of off to the races from there. I made a, a DVD, and I went and got a booth at the New York Auto Show to try to sell the DVD. Um, and it sold pretty well. I don't remember what it was, but I probably made fifteen or twenty thousand dollars in a week. Wow! And I was like, all right, I found out what I want to do. <laughs> oh my god! Ten day show, and and you think about it, and it's not an incredible amount of money, but it's stuff that people had never seen before, and I never edited before. I was never a film or video guy. Now I go back. I'm afraid to even show anyone that <laughs> DVD um, because it's really that bad. But, uh, but but it helped launch the brand, and, and then I, I was making DVDs uh, roughly one a year, and uh, I then when YouTube came about, I, I used YouTube to put the trailers or little teaser clips to direct people to the website to buy more DVDs, and then eventually I stopped making DVDs, and just uh, when I make a video and, and it takes me a year to make it, 
and everyone's like, cool, where's the next one? And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, you, you literally just watched something that took me a year to make, and you're asking for the next one? Like, I was about to take a break. So I decided to switch over to the content on demand um, and just feed the, uh, the inevitable need by just doing YouTube influencer versus, uh, versus aggregating content. Well, you are pretty prolific. You've put out a ton of stuff. Do you have any idea how many total views you've got on YouTube since inception? No, uh, I don't know the total. I mean, it, it's over 200 million. Wow. Um, <laughs> and that, that's just the one platform. There's a dozen other platforms. There was videos that I've had that back in the day used to be people would rip your video, and then you couldn't really do anything about it, but they weren't making any money, so I didn't care. Right. But once they started monetizing, I started doing copyright claims, and where I would have one of my videos up that's got 600,000 views, somebody else has my same video hosted, and it's got 2.3 million or 5 million, whatever it had. Wow. And at the time, I was like, I don't care. My, they, they've ripped my video, so it's still got my branding, and it still has my... It's, um, it's, it's a so free commercial advertisement to buy yeah. DVDs. Yeah. So like, I don't want to take down something that's so well ingrained into the interwebs, but ultimately I took them all down. But I mean, I, I would say somewhere three, 300 plus million views over, uh, over uh, through, just through YouTube. Now, yeah. how, how many countries are we talking about? Are we talking like all the countries, all the everywhere? Yeah, that, 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 that touches everything. I mean, I, it's even when I've done my podcast, I get different analytics and I can see like, people listening to my podcast from like French Polynesia. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like they're in the middle of an ocean. Yeah. There's this little bitty Island and Hey, thanks man. Yeah. Tell the professor I said, hi, kind of motivates you to <laughs> yeah, do subtitles, exactly. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen some of the stuff that you and, and uh, Matt did early on and you're watching that. And I'm just thinking, how the hell do you still have a driver's license? One of the clips um, was it, 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 it looked like an early sh- an early bull run clip. I think it was one of the uh, great cop moments, and you caught four tickets in twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean that happens, and that's just it's a special week. Like you can't look at that clip and be like, "That's what the guy does every day on his way to work." We we go out on these rallies, and, and I went out with the full intention of just like living it up. Oh and, yeah. I mean, we, we've got $10,000 in our pockets for bail money. It's, it's like, it's that nobody walks out their door with a pocket full of cash for if they get arrested driving. So, uh, we, we took that approach when we went into it and the tickets were just, you know, it was fun. It was part of it. And, and we just treated it as such. And I mean, obviously after you're on their radar, we were treated a little bit unfairly. I'm not going to say not everything was, some of them were deserved, but some of them clearly were not, but um, at the end of the day, you, you rack them up, and, and you, I started piling up points on my license. Luckily, where, my, where I was licensed, all out-of-state tickets, regardless of what they were, came back to my license as two points, just like a, a moving violation out-of-state comes back as two points. And I had 13 points before they suspended your license. <laughs> so, I mean, even those tickets, you get those tickets, you please some of them down, you, you sort of fight on everything instead of just paying them and pleading, pleading guilty. So you scored as high as the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've learned that it's not about the offense, it's about generating money. And yeah. you go to court and they don't really care what you did. It's how much are you willing to pay to, and then what are they willing to do? Obviously, it's not always you're going to get off scot-free, 
But I think most of my tickets, probably 60 or 70% of my tickets, become non-moving violations. Hey, Brett, and does that sound in any way familiar? i got to talk to my attorney, yeah, man. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you know, the, the beauty of it also is that you've got now all that uh, content oh, yeah. uh, through the videos. Yeah, I, I didn't really do it for content. Like, the, the Bull Run stuff, sure, I, I wanted to make a DVD highlighting the Bull Runs those years. But it, the, the goal was never, like, when I got pulled over, it's not like, oh, this is going to be gold. I, I didn't think <laughs> that, that people would care. It's just the way I am. Like, if, if I get pulled over, I'm like, hey, what's that? Like, well, there's at least one of them that was content. Yeah. There's at least one of them that was content, and it was you challenging Matt to see who could get the first ticket. That was a piece of brilliance. That you, I, yeah. I'm so proud of you. That was absolute <laughs> genius. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, a little nerve wracking at times, but it was a lot of fun. It was that, that was worthwhile. Probably the uh, the one ticket I'm most proud of. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody gets a chance, you need to go to Super Speeders Rob on YouTube and make sure you look up the ticket challenge it's absolutely fantastic and hilarious uh we're going to come back here in just a minute with rob ferretti we're going to get away from some of your earlier stuff going to talk about uh gotham dream cars and your exotic car rental business and also uh a new venture that you're into uh taking people around letting them drive neat stuff letting them see cool places and uh all of that good stuff coming up here next on Driven Radio. back with rob ferretti of super speeders rob uh and gotham dream cars and also adventure drives now rob you've made a ton of videos and they've all done well on youtube but you've got a couple other businesses that are just really really interesting how did you begin gotham dream cars where did that idea come from well, Gotham Dream Cars was actually started by my business partner, Noah, and he did that. I was actually, as I, as I said in the previous, before the break, that I was making DVDs one a year. You know, I was working at a golf course. Uh, I was carrying golf bags. And just like, obviously, a DVD I can film. It's a lot of street racing. It's stuff that I do at night or like with a bull run or any of these events. Usually takes place in the weekend. So. I'd work during the week, and, and then it turned out that this guy I met at one of the car shows, Noah, was saying, oh, yeah, we were just the two youngest guys there at this Ferrari event. We were both on a website called Ferrari Chat, and we bumped into each other. We like, oh, I'm starting an exotic car rental company. And I said, that's a terrific idea. I'm just kidding. That's very dumb. <laughs> I'm like, why would you give somebody a Ferrari for $1,000? Not Because I know what I would do with it. Wouldn't you expect them to just beat the crap out of it and hand it back to you? And I know Ferraris just break just when you park them. So anyway, uh, a couple of months later, he actually got a car and started the company. But shortly thereafter, I found out he had no idea what he was doing when it came to cars. Because I think it was maybe a second or third rental where the customer like whacked up the front fender. And he's like, oh, yeah, my car is going to be down for three weeks. And 
and I've got uh, the car down for three weeks, and it's going to cost $15,000 to repair. Cool. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Why would you do that? It's just a fender. I'm like, you could just bring it over. And my, my uncle was in, you know, they had a body shop. You just bring it over to my uncle. I have it done in a couple of days. And my uncle Louie will take well, care no, of you. <laughs> yeah, but he's, 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 no, it's a Ferrari. I'm like, it's a rental Ferrari. It's a Euro Ferrari 360. And I don't want to, I don't want to rain in your parade, but it's not going to be a concourse car. You don't have to go to, it was classic coach at the time, get in line at classic coach and do a concourse level restoration just to, to like hammer some customer over the head who damaged the car. You're better off just bringing it over here, getting the asset up and running and you'll have it done for $2,500. And sure enough, he brought it over to the, my uncle's shop. My uncle talked to him and he's like, Hey, cause my uncle's done other work for me. And he, uh, he got it done in four days and then it was like literally like $2,700. He's like, all right, well, I need your help. <laughs> and next thing you know, I was roped in and cause I had time. I was making my DVDs. Um, I had more than enough time to help grow the, the rental business and they sort of went hand in hand. I stopped carrying golf bags after a while, uh, when the rental business picked up to the point where I, I didn't have the free time to go out and, and do the wonderful exercise of carrying golf bags, which was, which was nice and I enjoyed it. But, uh, but the rental business stuck me on uh, either in the seat of a truck delivering cars or in, in a, a desk chair in the office, and we grew it to a rather large company. What What do you have on hand? What's at Gotham right now? Uh, I mean, right now we're in the off season, but we grew Gotham. We had about forty cars of, of our own at the most, and we did a deal in 2015 with another company that bought us up, or at least bought up the assets. And they had 400 cars. Oh, so wow. we had a, a much wider range right now. And this is actually like the best time to rent a car from it. There's a little insider tip. If you wanted to rent an exotic car and do it cheap, you do it in the off season. And Miami and New York are complementary markets where Miami is busy in the winter and, and New York is slow in the winter and vice versa. So if you're in the New York area, now is a great time to get a car at a great deal. And come summer, if you're in the Miami area, you can score a hell of a deal because the companies all want to keep their utilization up. But, uh, I mean, we've got everything you can think of right now. The 488 Spiders, uh, 458s, AMG GTs, Huracons, uh, Rolls Royce Dawns. Um, we don't have much in the older cars. We don't have any 430s, 360s, uh, none of the Diablos. It's all current model uh, exotic and luxury cars like Range Rovers and S550s and uh, and G550s. But some of them are sporting, you know, bumpers and stuff from, like, uh, Ford Tauruses, right? Because you're Totally kidding. We don't do any of that. The, the lowest-end cars we're going to be carrying is I put an order in for the Supra, and I put an order in for the uh, GT500. So those, those oh, will be the end. Oh, cool. Dude, Very nice. cool. So... Are these people that are just renting cars for a day or a week, or I know you've got some different packages. What do you do at Gotham? Um, what do I do? If you ask anyone that works for me, it's nothing. No, sorry, um, <laughs> What's was, the deal? I, I, yeah. I How does one use a car from Gotham? I mean, do you get it for a week? Is it a day rental? How does it work? Um, I'd say the, the most common is a weekend rental. Uh, we're primarily a weekend business. And then uh, the the weekday rental scatters throughout the week on the different cars, but most people take it for two days. So two day rentals. I know. Uh, not long ago, you were doing rentals where you were uh, sending out cars for bull run type things. 
yeah, we've done that. We've done the rallies. Like, part of the rental business is being able to make stuff work and not being afraid of something that's not, that doesn't fit in the box. And that's one of the things that has made our company very successful is that when people come through with wild requests, a lot of people are like, nope, we don't do that. Sorry, click. And I love it. It's a challenge. I'm like, yeah, I can make that work. Uh, it's not going to be cheap, but if you're willing to pay for it, you want to jump the Grand Canyon, we'll get you a Lamborghini to jump the Grand Canyon. Like, th- there is no request that involves an exotic car that we wouldn't be able to do if somebody was willing to pay for it. You do have to buy the insurance package on it, mind you, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, they, but that like, extra nine dollars a day is going to be worth it. We have no track use; like, you can't use it on a racetrack. But we had GM when they were developing the Z06 wanted to rent a 458. We said, sure, we'll rent you a 458. And they wanted to bring it to Road Atlanta. We're like, you can bring it to Road Atlanta, but you're going to have to swap the brakes. You're going to have to swap this. You're going to have to swap that. And so they put tires, brakes. They ended up going off track and damaging the front bumper. They paid for all of it. And we had them pay for a service at the dealership afterwards where the car was inspected, looked through, uh, all fluids flushed, checked out, and went right back into the fleet. So did your so, Uncle Louie I mean, make a dollar off of that? <laughs> What's that? No, I'm just, just giving you trouble about getting your Uncle Louie hooked in. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Not on but that it's, one. Uh, it's, one of those, it, it's one of those things that we were able to uh, capitalize on a lot of stuff that people would just say no to, and we figured out a way to make it work. As long as we minimized the risk and, and allowed ourselves to, to get the utilization up on our assets the best we could, we were very happy. Well, and you've got a uh, a new business, a new venture that you're into that looks really cool. I was watching some of the stuff you did on it. Uh, talk to us about Adventure Drives. Sure. Adventure Drives, uh, that was sort of a passion project. That was me enjoying the, um, like the bull runs and these gumballs and, and, and rallies of past. But realizing that, I'm like, all right, they, they get old after a while. The the constant peacocking of everyone trying to get everyone to look at them and, and driving these completely uncomfortable cars and people wearing adult diapers as outerwear and wearing chicken <laughs> suits and pranking each other. And I was just like, you know what? I don't really care for that. I'm not, I'm not really a guy who, who's all, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, but I do enjoy the driving aspect. I do enjoy the group aspect. And I do enjoy seeing the country and just seeing the world. And that was something where I was like, all right, let's, let's see if we can strip this down to its basic components and put on a luxury, nice road trip where you get to enjoy locations all over the world and, and you commute and you, uh, commute from point to point via vehicle. And we tried it out and I, I did a little sample trip. We went up from Denver up to, um, I forget where it was, outside of Salt Lake City. Um, then we went up to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, over to Mount Rushmore, and then back down to Denver. And my friends and I all had a great time. We're like, yeah, that was that was. That good. sounds that like was a cool like, trip. And it was a great, fun trip. And then I was like, all right, cool, I like this. I like the way it works. I, I like the the camaraderie aspect. I like the, the I handle all the planning for everybody. Everybody's paid their own way. And I, I figured we could package it up. We did, and we put on pretty much the best automotive driving events that, that exist in the world, as far as I'm concerned. How fun is that? That's really cool. And you've got a, uh, you've got one coming up that I was watching uh, at the end of one of your clips on YouTube. The preview for this looks really cool. Tell us about the trip you've got. Uh, is it Norway? 
You're going to Norway? Oh, no, we're going up to Iceland. Yeah, Iceland. That's actually coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to Iceland, and that's going to be it's an interesting departure for us because it's all the trips I try to include, like every day is some sort of bucket list travel or bucket list event. And um, this is one where the Northern Lights, everybody, I don't care whose bucket list it is, somebody, everybody's got the Northern Lights listed on their bucket list. And um, it's in Iceland in the middle of winter, so it's not something where you can have an expectation of, like, driving an exotic sports car because yeah, obviously you'd probably need studded tires. And uh, so we turned it into more of an adventure, and we've got some Arctic trucks with the big 40-inch off-road tires. <laughs> um, we've got snowmobiles. We're going to be snowmobiling on glaciers and going into the Blue Lagoon and seeing the northern lights and going through ice caves. Oh. So, and like walking under waterfalls, there's just so much to do in Iceland. It's a gorgeous country. Um, and we're able to put together this really fun luxury package and, uh, and add the element or tie the motorsport element in with the, with the snowmobiles and the off-road vehicles and, and off-roading through Iceland. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And all the loot fisk you can eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds so cool, man. Uh, we've been talking to Rob Ferretti of Super Speeders, Gotham Dream Cars, and Adventure Drives. You can find Rob at uh, superspeeders.com, at uh, gothamdreamcars.com, adventuredrives.com. You can find him on Facebook at uh, forward slash superspeedersrob. Find him on Twitter at uh, forward slash Rob Ferretti, and on Instagram at Rob Ferretti. Rob, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it, and uh, can't wait to get you back. you got so much cool stuff to talk about. No problem. Appreciate you guys having me on. Coming up next, we've got uh, Vrenny uh, Fernandez and Woo-hoo! Butch Papham from yeah! the Kansas City Automotive Museum. Going to talk about what the museum's got going on in February and months to come next on Driven Radio. More Driven Radio in your ear hole. The best part out is when we get to have special guests right here in the studio. I love having people in the studio. One, sound is so good. Yeah. We, always, we and, never have to fight with phone issues or anything. And they can't stuff. hang up on you. It's no, awesome. I can't. Well, you know, I, I saw you lock the door when they came in. They can't even Shh, run away. They don't even know yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> find out soon enough. We have Randy Fernandez and Butch Pappen from the Kansas City Auto Museum. Woo-hoo, yay! Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you're like executive directory types, and you get to pick the cars types, and... Uh, the stuff that you get. Wow, they're really studio. that important? Yeah, I know, right? Did, don't tell them about us. How did we <laughs> rate? They, uh, you know, one of the first times I got to go there were for cars and coffees and, mm-hmm. and had uh, talked yeah, no, back when there wasn't even a building or anything. It was a long time ago. And then when I when I got to go to the cars and coffees and see the cars that you collected, et cetera, and we've talked about them in the past few months, uh, that, that crazy uh, the the white ish one with yeah. you know with the, the manta ray manta ray the manta, yes, ray. The manta ray oh only one uh, in the country world oh, absolutely and it, wow. with its great rear end and that <laughs> creepy dashboard but uh, I love that car so much you know I saw the dashboard on that and I'm reminded of the Far Side cartoon where it's got a picture of God making snakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It says these things are a cinch. It's like if mud daubers had an engineering degree. 
There you go. Yeah. These wasps would have built that dashboard, but yeah. uh, and that but that wasn't the original dashboard. Yeah. Uh, there are pictures available online, which is still pretty cool to see. And then you can see this, and it still runs, and it still goes, and I just love it. So enough about that one. You guys have so much coming up and and oh, you've going got on. Cool stuff going on yeah. this year. Butch, fill us in on some of that. Well, uh, this month we have, as you know, uh, Drag City, which emphasizes drag race cars, uh, nostalgia uh, gassers, uh, early dragsters, that kind of thing. Okay, I got to know, because there's a part of me that really wants to do it, and I'm sure the answer is no. Is there going to be one that we might be able to kind of climb in and see what it looks like? From the driver's seat, you think, maybe? And Butch is looking at me like, you idiot, what are you doing to well, me? No. Considering that the owners may listen to this show, the answer is, of course, no. Is but, no, absolutely not. Okay, totally but you, but you might be there when an owner is there. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and you could, you could always ask. Which you'd be surprised at how many times I actually have to tell owners, don't let people in your cars because they're going to think they can get in the other cars. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't even thought about yeah. that. I let you sit in my GTO. What do you want? <laughs> I know. So much of life, I just want to be able to sit in a dragster with yeah. two donuts. And a, and a camera with yeah. for proof. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Butch is like, I'm never letting him in the door. What oh, else no. you got coming, Butch? All right. Uh, we will let you start to uh, roll around 454 Big Block with the zoomy head. <laughs> oh. that is, that's that one you have on display that mm-hmm. just sits there and it, it is it just this beautiful thing. And it runs. Yeah. yeah loud. Yeah. That thing is a monster. We'll have to roll it outside. But we'll. We I understand they took it out of a riding lawnmower. How many, <laughs> how many times do you have to pull that before it starts? <laughs> Good Does question. it have a little bulb and you go wick, 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 and get the gas in there? Yeah, I, I, actually, how do you do it? I'm, I'm making fun, but I am curious. How the heck do you get a, an engine that's sitting in a box uh, to run? It has a battery, it has a gas tank, and it, we have ether. So oh. it, it fires up. It's got an off-on switch. Got a now, do you have to run? Starter. Do you put like a little bit of baby radiator or anything on nope. it? Or nope. you, you just run it for a very short you amount run of time? It for a short period of time, and the owner has said, if the heads get hot, you've run it too long. So <laughs> oh, we, there you go. Really touch it and... Make sure it's not too hot. <laughs> Who are you right, paying dude? to have her hand duct taped to that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a person I want to pat the back of. Well just done, a, Butch. Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Skin wow. graft means too long. It's too yeah. long. What else you got? Okay. Uh, for the rest of the year, uh, some of the highlights. In, in March, we have AMCs and uh, American oh. Motor Corporation. And for, when's the last time you saw a Javelin, an AMX, uh, a 59 Rambler? And saw people who love them so yeah. much, yes. And, and it is a devoted following, ooh, believe ooh, me. Ooh, over here a couple weeks ago. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I love Ramblers. I don't, and I don't know why. Well, I think we both know why, because I have some pretty terrible tastes sometimes. And and the thing is, I, th- I think they're so weird, they're cool. I would love to have, uh, what is it, a late 50s, uh, it's a, Two door metropolitan, and, it, and it's just kind no, of AMX. It's it's like a Nash. It's the Nash as it was becoming. Uh, oh, uh, it's, uh, it's a metropolitan. AMC. Yeah, no, not the metro. That's too dinky. Uh, big boy like me, no, that's that's Miata for for nerds. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and I love it, but not me. No, these uh, it's two door. It's not a convertible, but they're just wonderful. They've got that kind of oval front end on the little headlights. And I keep seeing them show up in uh, Facebook Marketplace and on uh, Craigslist while I'm, you know, bottom feeding. And, uh, and oh, want one so bad. Parts are a little hard to find. Right. Yes, they are. And that's yeah. why we probably won't have one there. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks, Bush. Break okay. my heart. Break All right. My, you can't sit well, in the I, damn dragsters with your donuts, you moron, yeah, I, and you're not going to be able to find one of the cars that you love. I yeah, didn't not, want to break your heart after you got well, there. Well, you so. know what? It's the, the tears will be later, but okay. still so cool. AMCs. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, Remember, April, 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, remember the story we had about AMC Eagles a couple weekends ago? Oh, yeah, we had a guy on, and that was like his first car and kind of a love of his life. Wow. Uh, AMC and the four-wheel drives. It was Luke Chennel's. Okay. It was Luke Chennel's first car was an AMC Eagle. And and how cool is that? Yeah. I'm I'm in. (laughs) So, well, if you like those, in April, we have Avani's and Studebaker's. Oh, okay. And, um, okay. You, you're, you're getting all nerdcore on me now. I'm like, oh, it's coming out. No, I'm, I'm hoping for a Caribbean. Both, both yeah, definitely. You know, when I was a kid, I never did understand the Avantis. Uh, why were they so expensive? I didn't realize that because they, they were really cool and different. I just yeah. thought, oh, that's were. an odd looking car that, you know, that we had one that drove around Branson. <laughs> and I just never understood. It always stood out because it was like the only one. And uh, never could figure it out. Well, and that Except styling the, for 1963, think about how forward-looking that it, was. It was, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty or original. First, first American car to have disc brakes. Uh, oh, wow. Built-in roll bar. Uh, 327. They yeah. weren't slow. Yeah. Built-in roll bar? Yeah. And you've got one at the museum, right? We do, yeah. Yeah. So cool. They're although, very cool. Although we are, it's the new year, so we will probably be changing some cars around. Yeah, we will oh. rotate. Okay, yeah, we haven't completely out. nerded out on you yet. <laughs> What's coming in May? <laughs> well, uh, Mind Drive, electric cars. Um, so how Mind about Drive. that April display? <laughs> <laughs> Mind Drive is, a, is an organization uh, that's based in Kansas City, works a lot with, with kids, and they oh, do cool. race electric cars all over the country. Uh, they have our solar car. It's we're equally sharing the, the solar car, very and, cool, uh, which doesn't run, but it will run when they get through with it. Nice. We had no idea what to do with it, <laughs> uh, and it, we may have uh, some other electric cars there. You know, there was one on sale for the longest time. Again, here I go, Craigslist, uh, KansasCityCraigslist.com, and it was one of the original kind of that squared off electric car it, it looked like a yugo oh, if yeah. a yugo could be worse 76 77 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but and it and it ran on just batteries yeah. car batteries that you would charge and it was i think four thousand dollars wow and all their uh glorified golf wow. cart yeah and yeah. i thought yeah. how cool is that that is that's so wrong it, it should have been in <laughs> buck rogers 25th century on tv because bdb just <laughs> wonderful and awful at the same time only you <laughs> Look remember at Butch, this which is like oh my god i didn't sign up for this interview this is not what i expected okay uh we've got about a minute left Butch. all right plane strange and automobile models in june military in july you'll see Ooh. every world war one to uh gulf war uh, uh august is pre-world war ii fords all the way back oh oh cool yeah to something with an o in the beginning of the year oh wow. very cool and not 2000 <laughs> Uh, September supercars and exotics. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, October is low riders, automobiles, and bicycles. Sweet. Uh, Got November one. we'll come back with camper trailers, which we did last year, and it was a big hit. December's Cadillac month. Oh, gotta dig the caddies. Oh, all good stuff. All, iron. all good stuff. The Kansas City Automotive Museum does so many wonderful things. It also they do they help make, raise money for charities, and they are a charity uh, themselves, a nonprofit organization, as it were. And it's some place where people like us can get together and go. You know what? Yeah, yeah. This is my tribe. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, we smell our own, and and we so appreciate it, Butch Pappen. Uh, we, uh, we thank you so much for your time and Renny Fernandez. Thank you so much thank for being you. here thank you. and we love having you on. Thank That's you so much. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Folks. More fun stuff coming up in the next episode. You'll catch you right here on driven radio. Bye-bye.